effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Still in all, looks like the best effort we've seen thus far. Hail to the chief. You like that? Why? Why? I don't hear any thinking going on in there. This is the Brian Suits Show. Hey, I'm so somebody, KTTH, or any Wednesday. Jeez, it, it's, it's only Wednesday. It feels like the middle, middle of the week. Um, here on the 24th of your January and uh, starting the, the day off with, with uh, some somber news. Uh, Neil Diamond trending on Twitter this morning because it's his birthday. You fooled me. Was, was, that, che- was that trolling? I gave you a two or three second cushion there. So. Yeah. No, so anyway, happy birthday. He's very old, still way younger than Biden or Trump. I think, but uh, anyway, to to watch him perform, uh, you would you would think so. Um, and yeah, so the the background on the state law where now DCYF has to place a kid who's positive for heroin or fentanyl back with the parents hasn't calmed me down. Uh, HB 1227, reading DCYF's uh, progress reports and all. They, I mean, it's a state law. They can't, they can't push back on it and say that's stupid. Uh, they, they didn't when it was passed last year. But the Jefferson County prosecutor, because people are outraged, they're saying, well, if this father uh, has a dead infant and he's a fentanyl addict and the kid has fentanyl in their system, why isn't he? under arrest for murder, and it's, well, because they don't have the post-mortem. They, they, they don't know how the kid died. But um, placing a kid back in the hands of drug addicts, and the origin of it appears to be just because the state is embarrassed that um, minorities are overrepresented in, uh, in child removals. And it's like, well, one thing has nothing to do with another. Whatever the reason there is, go, go have a committee and find that out. But the, the effect here in 2024 is you took a kid that was positive for fentanyl um, w- when the kid was born uh, on Christmas Day, uh, and both parents were addicts, known to live in the out-of-doors, and the, the county was notified they took the kid away and then basically had to make a plan to put the kid back in the hands of a parent. That happened to be the dad who faked a urinalysis. So... Uh, so I'm putting the whole system on trial, and we're all guilty. Uh, so there we go. That's my new thing. That's what I learned Monday at jury duty is to put the whole rotten system on trial. That's what I say. And uh, I hope I didn't overreg the pudding. I, I, it came in at about a minute, but uh, today's morning montage, the following will all get context and explanation over the next uh, three hours, uh, everybody. If I turn on the thingy. The Rock is going to whoop your candy ass. USA! 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 Anyway, what is this TikTok accent? According to him, it's two things, uptalk and vocal fry. I find in life you can't let people get away with bull****. Hello, Virginia. Automobiles. They're falling all over themselves, saying this race is over. Why Jordan Sorensen has not been charged with his baby's death. Its reputation now seriously damaged. Boeing has ordered a safety stand down for Thursday. He'll consider buying Airbus planes rather than Boeing's. Who the hell was the imposter that went up on the stage before 
and like claimed a victory. She did very poorly. Actually. If you're driving 80 miles per hour, how long does it take for you to go 80 miles? Uh, like two hours. Um, and uh, so yeah, there you go. That's the state of our union. <laughs> I know. It, it, I, I got to say, I, I um, because I, I, I saw that that the, the the BBC explanation from a linguist at a university in Britain that TikTok is changing the way English is spoken because it's creating some vocal tics, mainly primarily among young American women that are on TikTok, and one of them is. Up talk at the end, and then the other one is vocal fry. Everywhere, like, such as? Such as. And women are doing vocal fry. And so it's it's just bizarre. Well, so, uh, yeah, we got problems uh, right here in River City uh, in Renton. As uh, if. By the way. I mean, this is what happens when you make a faulty product. Like it or not, I, I know you work real hard uh, in, in Everett or Renton. But you know what? The thing fell off the 737 uh, over Portland. No one wants to fly on your product anymore. And, I mean, an airline that had orders for the product knows damn well people are going to check what is the aircraft that is scheduled for the flight, and they're going to cancel the flight because people aren't aerospace engineers, all right? I, I believe in the fix and the whole thing, but I also understand how a business works. And now you're going to understand how a business works. So many of you may have a, a real lazy day tomorrow down there in Renton where it's all PowerPoint. Or I, I don't know what they do. I don't know what, what do you do on, on an assembly line for a safety stand down. You know those bolts that, like, hold the plane together? We're going to go ahead and tighten some of those. <laughs> you know those things? And don't, don't forget to replace the cotter pin, by the way. Already, both United and Alaska have found problems while inspecting their MAX 9s. We found discrepancies. This is the Alaska guy. Uh, on many of our airplanes. Meaning loose bolts. Loose bolts. It could be a missing cotter pin. Have you conveyed your disappointment, your anger, to Boeing's top leadership about this? I'm more than frustrated and disappointed. I am angry. This happened to Alaska Airlines. It happened to our guests. It happened to our, our people. Its reputation now seriously damaged. Boeing has ordered. So there, there you go. I mean, you know, it, it really boils down. It doesn't boil down to military Boeing. You're going to have that forever. That's why you bought McDonnell Douglas. But unless you want to jack up the price of an F-18 to pay for the 737s, no one's going to buy uh, your aircraft. I mean, that that's the, that's the way it works. I mean, if, if I, I, I mean, just replace it with riding mower. You know, and if your neighbors were, were getting their fingers cut off for just steering the thing or, or whatever, uh, but it, it boils down to consumer confidence, and you can't expect consumers. Air, air, travels, air travel is safer in the last 10 years than it has been ever, and that's amazing, and that's because every safety system, as they say, has blood on it, meaning there's a lesson learned. But uh, so United, and I mean United changing their order, kind of a big deal. I'm going to say that. Alaska Airlines, you didn't die, and you got a cool story. Then it would double down on quality control. Now, United's CEO says he'll consider buying Airbus planes rather than Boeing's. The MAX 9. Ouch! That's United Airlines. And Groundies is probably the straw that broke the camel's back for us. Alaska, meanwhile, is... And, and why? why? Why is that? Well, hey, do you, do you believe in the free market? Because the stockholders are going to replace the uh, the board if they if they don't drop that contract you're you're buying the plane that is going to drive business away 
That's just bad business, United. So uh, anyway, well, did anyone notice that uh, Nikki Haley lost in in uh, what was it, New Hampshire last night? First in the nation. And I mean, sorry, folks, but a ten, uh, an eleven point loss is not a win just because you were projected to have lost by thirty. That that's the spin today. And but I mean, she has money. Ron death sentence, death sanctimonious, as I like to say. Uh, was he was out of money, no matter what he said in the morning about Iowa. By the end of the day, he was out of money. Nikki Haley n- now has a little more money. She and then, by the way, before South Carolina, there was a Nevada primary. She's not even in that. Um, and, and so GOP voices saying, eh, you know, maybe stop distracting people and wasting money and the whole thing. And the New Hampshire Governor Sununu is saying, well, are you calling the primary for the rest of the country? Well, uh, kind of. Um, I mean, New Hampshire was a great bellwether. The, uh, Trump won 75% of the Republicans, and that, that seems to be you know, the, the way it is. I'm, I'm one of those people. I don't want to see two 80-year-old men duking it out in, in the snow or, 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 or with no shirt on in, in the sand on the beach. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see uh, President Kamala Harris when when Biden <laughs> trips and breaks his head open on walking up to the inauguration re-election podium. Uh, I, I don't want to deal with a President Kamala. And uh, yesterday, they're effectively doubling down um, on that. Uh, but uh, and I don't want to see, you know, I mean, it, it, it's pretty clear to me that Trump 2024 is not Trump 2020 or 2016. I mean, people lose their abilities, their capabilities as they get older, and they're both older. And I know 77 is not 80 or 81, but it is 77. So there, so it, that this is the way it is, by the way. What, what you're seeing today, this is November. So uh, there, there's that. Trump so- supporters should be mm-hmm. encouraged in terms of the result because of the primary process it's pretty clear that he has a clear path to victory overall but they should have much trepidation over the general election because he's not doing well with independence he's really not doing yeah. well with independence and so then they're trotting out abortion and biden uh as, as the countermeasure and i gotta say there's donald a- trump a valuable lesson don't Mess with them in America unless you want to get the benefit. So he's uh, hello, Virginia. He was in he's in uh, Virginia, which is a solid blue state because the majority employer is the federal government. And the real governor, Terry McAuliffe. <laughs> That's because of uh, his love, funny. love of uh, democracy. And because what was the deal? He lost or? Uh, yeah, Youngkin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're saying democracy is on the ballot in 2024, I don't care if you're joking or not joking. You don't get behind a podium and say a guy who lost is the real governor. Your Democrat lost to a Republican who stiff-armed Trump, by the way. That's how he won in Virginia. He told Trump, yeah, don't don't come to Virginia. I'll win win without you. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't. Mess with the middle America unless you want to get the. Best. So is he saying don't mess with middle America? What, bro? What are you talking about, man? 
is boy is he bad on script when he's reading the teleprompter. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. Don't worry though, that'll that'll get better in November. If you're in his war room, you've got to be crapping. Don't mess with middle America unless you want to get the benefit? Uh, I, is that a translation word? Don't mess with the middle America unless you want to get the benefit. I don't I don't get it, but I mean I would be panicking. Uh, on, on on this deal. Maybe the first party to let go of their 80-year-old might be the victor, but... So, and uh, Nikki Haley actually said that last night. The first one to retire their 80-year-old uh, is going to win. Um, but, but I mean, uh, it's, it's not going to get better. And uh, they're looking... You saw the future yesterday. So... Um, uh, so, so there's that. I, I, I did, I did beep this. By the way, governor, that tells you something. But I felt I should do this because your finger on the button. I think this is the one I beep. I, okay. I find in life you can't let people get away with bull. Okay, you can't. You just can't do that. And and that's and I don't know if there's a tradition of being gracious when when your opponent uh, concedes, but it's and when I watched her, it's generally what we see uh, in the U.S. But uh, I I got I got to say, um, I, and you know what triggered him? Nikki Haley came out and did a victory lap uh, for for losing, and I mean there's no other word for it. She came out you know dressed to the night. She knew she was not going to win. And she came out to say, well, uh, uh, me losing by 11 is way better than me losing by 20. Or I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory tonight. He earned it. And I want to acknowledge that. Now, you've all heard the chatter among the political class. They're falling all over themselves saying this race is over. It's not over. So not a call and response. Sir. Hey, is that my fan? But uh, yeah. And um so anyway, that 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 happened, and, and and like I say, the next thing is the well, what Trump pointed out, the Nevada primary, which is conceded. She's not even like if you want a place to go pick up a Nikki Haley lawn sign for Nevada, the, the, that's available, but they're not running there. They've surrendered on that one. Trump is up in South Carolina, her home state, and so I mean, just out of sheer. Uh, embarrassment, and I mean, he, you know, th this is his his arrogance as he expects her to concede and do what DeSantis did, uh, is concede and immediately back Trump. Well, she didn't. Okay, so uh, DeSantis now looks like he's having the time of his life. He's back in Florida in his cozy house, and he's making playoff predictions with his kids. All right, we've got some. We got the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship games this weekend. Everyone wants to know who's going to go to the Super Bowl. All right, so Mason, who's going to win? The Chiefs versus the Ravens. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. And then who do you think? Correct. <laughs> He's having a ball. Correct. Yeah, you and you would, wouldn't you? I mean, you just went through this ringer, and you know, you find out that you're mildly Aspergery. You can't make eye contact. You're really no good at retail politics. All the things that people early on said uh, in Ron DeSantis' packs or or focus groups that. You know, the the guy is really good at barfing up his resume, and he's apparently a really good governor, very popular in Florida. And I replace Gavin Newsom with uh, half a half uh, DeSantis uh, on 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 that. Didn't shut his schools down. Didn't shut business down. Did everything right. 
and uh, but but a, a young guy. I mean, especially compared to you know to to these two. But I mean, I the the news is either one of them is not going to finish out their second term. Neither of them. Uh, they're just too old. The one who is older is going to be real old, you know, a, a year from now. And then look who's going to be the vice president, a, a functioning moron. There, I said it. And uh, because I've been watching her operate for, for years now. So anyway, I very... There you go. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, not really, really depressed. But it is the the good news is uh, it is Neil Neil Diamond's birthday. So there's it's a silver lining. Yeah. So there will be Neil Diamond uh, bumpers today. Was in the spring. I wish everyone would stop adopting that song for everything. But uh, anyway, it's it's a, it's a great song. Well, I think we have to um, uh, tackle what is the TikTok accent right now, so we can we can all talk like that for the rest of the day. Is there a TikTok accent and do I have it? Do you? A linguistics professor at Warwick University, Christopher Strelov, has been speaking recently about this, about the style of talking that we have when we are influencing or content creating. Not only did he say that this- And and the, her, her point is, or the professor she's quoting, the point is misinformation and accents now spread very rapidly because of the popularity of TikTok. And it's it's spreading to England, that accent, which is the West Coast white girl accent. Him, it's two things, uptalk and vocal fry. Uptalk is speaking with a rising intonation, and it's traditionally been a politeness strategy. It softens what we're saying, often in the hope it will then persuade people. And the, the point is, it's like, is that what you're wearing? It's influencer talk. Is yeah. are those your pants? I, I mean, I, I I guess is what it is. But but I I find that one of the most annoying uh, trends in speech here on the West Coast. And then the other one I only notice online. Me talking at you, but me wondering if maybe you agree with me or we're on the same page on this point. And what about vocal fry? Those low gravelly vowel sounds. He says both vocal fry and uptalk are floor holding strategies, deploying a rising intonation or longer vowel sounds to try and keep you hanging on every word. Which if we think about speaking for social media. So flow holding and that that's where losers say um. And what they actually should do is because uh, I guess mentally you're thinking, is there more? <laughs> is that it? Um, and, and and so it's see Nikki Haley. Yeah, you give a speech and uh, the whole thing. So uh, anyway, um, I've got news about the well, what's the outcome of Netflix cracking down on password sharing? I'd say more people have canceled their accounts, maybe. It's the opposite. Oh, wow. No it's kidding. been very successful. Really? And wait till you hear the stories about that. Tell me really, more. It's amazing. Uh, I will. When we come back, um, we can do We can do a checking of your texting. 800-465-8770. 800-475-8770. State law makes intervention for drugs difficult for child protective services, attorney says. Here to before. HB 1227. I've got a PowerPoint, Keeping Families Together Act. You have to give it that sort of... Who, who wouldn't like that? Who wouldn't vote for that act? But the Keeping Families Together Act may as well be called the Dead Babies Because of Opioids Act, maybe? Um, because it certainly it resulted in that in Port Townsend. And we should all know more about this and be shocked. And guess what state 
is facing their public drug use law, lax public drug use laws. Uh, and why can't your state be funny on the traffic reader boards? It's a federal rule, believe it or not that Washington could have tried. But anyway, they're loosening the rule for comedy bits on the uh, the traffic reader boards, AM 770 KTTH. The concerns are based on what we should all be concerned about. <laughs> I frankly don't know how anyone is getting anything done today. This is such an underrated song. There you go, great song. Look, look it up. Solitary man didn't I I, I don't this is you know what's really funny about Neil Diamond is I you know I I talked about that uh, birth to like 13 years old hole where you you really don't take in any popular culture and then you look back and you realize wow until I really understood what good music was I was missing a bunch of good music at the time and like all the Neil Diamond golden Neil Diamond stuff was when I was like three uh, or something and this is definitely one. So I grew up with a dad who loved Neil Diamond and grew up in a very patriotic house. See, most kids would hate that. It's like, oh, my dad's always listening to that hippie. Oh, no. My dad was my musical education, along with my mom, of course. But one of his favorite all-time Neil Diamond songs. That was in there, I'm sure. Top five. What? But his number one. On the boats and on the planes. Supposedly written uh, as a tribute to John Lennon. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, because John Lennon, you know, came to America and became an American citizen, the whole thing, and brought brought that Yoko who broke up the Beatles, you know, with him. But uh, so anyway, did, did we Google what birthday it is for Neil Diamond? Or 83 just... years young. Oh, so he is older than Biden. And Trump, yeah. Um, and he can still, by the way... He can still fit in the tight pants, he can, and he can hit the high notes, as you can clearly see. But, uh, um, uh, no, I, I've seen him live twice. Great concerts. Uh, because he, he, the feeling that you get is, because he's so good with his band, because he's a musician himself, I mean, for real, um, you know, that, that he changes up the playlist by just turning around, you know, and doing a hand signal or something. And uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so, uh, anyway... Uh, well, so here we go. Netflix subscribers and revenue is surging. This is because of the crackdown on password sharing. That one thing, I mean, I guess they were right. They were absolutely correct. Uh, they're ramping up its investments in live programming. They just dropped $5 billion on, ra on their first live sports venture, which is wrestling. 
And that's, the WWE, right? Yeah, I couldn't care less. It's all phony. I I don't know what. I don't know who watches it or what, what entertainment value there is in it, but the WWE's parent company just named Dwayne The Rock uh, Johnson to their board, which is smart, um, and because he's, he's a sharp guy and he he brings interest. And so, live sports on Netflix, but that's that's not a sport. It's scripted, sweaty, roided out guys. They still hurt each other. Those guys get. Bumped and bruised. Okay, but it's it's stunt. It's like a stunt show at Universal. The or something. pile drivers aren't real. Uh, yes, none I agree of it's with real. You. Yeah, no, I understand where uh, you're coming. Uh, the stream giant added 13 million subscribers in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's strongest final quarter ever for net additions. So anyway, that that worked out. That's that's an example of Netflix uh, n- not uh, not having door plugs fly out at 16,000 feet. That's that sounds like a a successful business decision. And I will say there's more streaming services than ever before, but Netflix still does has some of the best content compared to its competition. Uh, by far. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I gotta say, I, I, now I'm, now they're all conflated between Amazon and whoever, whoever does Bass, Bass Reeves lawman. Oh, there's Paramount plus. Yeah. There's Max. There's, I Showtime, know I've dropped a couple Peacock. and not missed them. Like FUBU dropped it. Didn't miss it. That's Fubo. That's a hard O. Oh, sorry. I get I get Fubo for local sports, but I'm paying yeah, the during their season. Uh, I I do. Uh, well, good or bad uh, business decision? Releasing Oppenheimer in Japan. <laughs> um, th- this is a, t- a total controversy. Made up in- invented in America was that it was insensitive to cross promote Barbie with Oppenheimer in Japan. The Japanese couldn't care less. Really. They don't find anything insensitive about it. They they're able, oddly enough, they're able to separate the two movies. Uh, that they they're not doing double features where you watch Barbie, then you watch Killian uh, Murphy as Robert Oppenheimer. And I mean, to be to be perfectly honest, I I found that the movie sort of soft sold the retail end of what the two bombs were where they were meant to be. Uh, the, we we gave the Japanese a real pass on their brutality. And the American motives, I mean, it was almost like an afterthought that the bombs, you know, were actually used uh, in, in, in combat. Um, there was, as I recall in the movie, the, the depiction of the first bomb in at White Sands, New Mexico, that was the only, there was no depiction of Nagasaki or Hiroshima. In the film? Yeah, right. You're right. Yeah, it was more about the construction yeah, of the, the it was gadget. About, yeah, and, and, and so, I mean, it's not like we're holding the Japanese face up to the mirror to face their crimes or anything like that. Um, I, I mean, I, I'd expect Oppenheimer would do uh, really well. Probably and, don't want to hold the debut in Hiroshima. Yeah, on August 6th. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Get in line. Um, so at seven fifteen, exactly um, a.m. Um, by the way, but anyway, the uh, it, it will open up in Japan because you know what, money's money. Their money is good at the Enola Gay Theater. And you know what? What I'm more interested in is how will it do in China, because the Chinese can't get enough of America kicking Japanese ass. <laughs> by the way, like you know, you know, a movie did great in China, Pearl Harbor. Um, and Midway. In fact, China funded Midway, the remake of Midway. Uh, it's because the movie Pearl Harbor starts with Pearl Harbor, you know, a bad scene, 
you know, nice day in uh, Hawaii, ruined by the Japanese Navy. But then it ends with the Doolittle Raid and China helping American airmen get home so they can bomb more Japanese. So, yeah, the, the, the Chinese, uh, I, I rather rather sense they will line up uh, around the block for Oppenheimer, not so much for Barbie. Yeah, they remember what happened in Manchuria. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, literally there's TV shows every night. We don't do that. America really kicks your ass and moves on, then buys your cars uh, and stuff like stuff like that. But uh, no, not not. I tell you what, not the Russians, not the Chinese. If if you invaded them at one point, and you and you were a bit of a bad guy, and I googled the Nazis, I googled the SS, they will not forget it. So uh, there, there's a speed of that. A um, in the city of Belgorod in uh, in southern Russia, uh, adjacent to the. A Ukrainian border, a Russian, a, a, a four-engine Ilyushin IL-76 transport aircraft was downed today with the death of 76. In the video, if if you told me it had been shot down, uh, as the Russians claim, there's no evidence in the video to show anything different. It looks like, uh, if if not an intentional dive into the ground at, at about a 45-degree angle, it looks like a pilot trying to uh, wrestle with the aircraft to not crash into the earth. But but sadly, he does anyway. And uh, in the aftermath of the accident, the Russians said, oh, yeah, by the way, there were 65 Ukrainian POWs on board. So they, they accused the Ukrainians of shooting it down and then tried to minimize the damage by saying, but who cares, they were Ukrainian EPWs. On there, it seems unlikely that they'd be flying uh, chaps around when they could just put them on a freezing bus with no windows or uh, something, something like that. After all this talking, uh, are there any uh, text, textings that we should be checking? Cause we can, we can certainly uh, get to that in the next break. This uh, is one of those rare occasions where I'm not logged in. They settled on Tanya Wu, which I think the writing was on the wall. Tanya Wu lost to. Uh, Morales in the city council uh, race. There was one one of the few seats where a radical commie kept her seat um, after after uh, standing by and watching a pogrom, a black on Asian voter pogrom happened in the central district w- with uh, home invasions uh, targeting Asian voters, and they they did rally. Tanya Wu made a made a good. Uh, a, a pretty game uh, play for that seat, but alas, lost to Tammy Morales, who is on the city council in that district. But Tanya Wu uh, fills the at-large seat that Teresa Mosqueda um, vacated because now she's on the King County Council, messing that up. But uh, here's... I believe a lot of the... And, and, and by the way, I have it on good authority that besides sort of get law and order house straight... Tanya Wu otherwise is a, a pretty crazy, you know, free housing for the drug addicts. Issues I campaigned on were not just unique to one neighborhood or to one district. I believe the issues of homelessness, public safety and housing cover every corner of Seattle. And so I'm really excited to see what has been working um, and be able to expand that to the entire city. Well, maybe they do, but the issue of home invasions targeting Asian residents it was really kind of unique to besides the east side uh, around uh, Newport and Bellevue. It was kind of unique to the district that she was running in. So there's that. About the direction of the council, this is, I think a lot of people have reported this is a huge ideological swing in the last year. You campaigned on public safety. This appears to be a swing with your appointment today. 
That's right, Chris. Um, well, so anyway, I'm I'm glad to see it. I'm, I'm because I, I think the emptiness, the vacuousness of housing first is really showing itself, and and, and this this idea that people are addicts because they're homeless, they're not homeless because they're addicts, uh, is the rug is being pulled out from it. Every every day or every day, uh, a fentanyl uh, addicted couple uh, is responsible for the death of their own infant son. More and more people say, why did they even have the kid back? What's the point of the DCYF? What's the point of this state agency with godlike powers to rip your kid out of your house uh, because you didn't replace the cabbage, the purple cabbage and the purple cabbage pile? And I'm exaggerating but um seeing seeing this in port townsend and, and seeing that we thought there were laws to prevent this uh yeah it's i, I think i think people have rather are are are, are their curiosity is uh pretty satisfied in regards to how horrible fentanyl is uh, by this point back in a second a check in if you're texting 800-465-8770 uh, Brian Seuss, producer Greg, back on Seems Like a Wednesday, kind of Wednesday on AM 770 KTTH. Somebody KTTH, Brian Seuss here. Uh, you know that Johnny Cash used to have a show. He used to give like a, a variety show. And there's a great 1970, I was whatever, four, uh, when Neil Diamond appeared on that show. It's on YouTube. You can just Google Neil Diamond on the Johnny Cash show, 1970. Song about coming from New York down here. Okay. New City, look at me now. And they're literally just sitting there with guitars just playing what's on the top of their mind. And then this guy just interrupts them and explains what they're doing. <laughs> Johnny Cash laughs and they continue their witty banter. And then eventually he sings uh, Brother Love's uh, Traveling Salvation Show, which is it's crazy because this was live TV. I mean, no, no, you wouldn't even bring that up today that, well, I thought, what do you mean rehearse? I thought I'd, you know, rehearse and we'd just do it live or whatever. No lip syncing or auto-tune necessary. No. And uh, after a while, I kind of felt something about the people. There was a tremendous yearning there, uh, looking for answers. I think that's where, where it was at, trying to find some... Some way to ease a very hard burden, very rough life. Play your song, hippie. Yeah. Brothers. But uh, anyway, so that's on uh, YouTube. That's I, I, that's like argument number one why you, YouTube is great. Everything is on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you're if you're if you're paying money to have someone teach you how to cook, stop it. It's all on YouTube. How how to how to dice like a pro. How to make jasmine rice like a pro, uh, or whatever. It's all on YouTube. Best rice recipe I've I've ever seen is Golden Ramsay, and he doesn't yell at you. 
He just it's just it's real simple. And he's right. It's like a minute and a half long. So, so you uh, mentioned that TikTok accents are a thing where people up speak. It's you, changing the way we talk. Yes, I've been accused of that in the past, but there's also a YouTube type speak as well. I agree that it is an entirely necessary resource that I use regularly. But I remember uh, when my daughter first learned how to roller skate, she did it kind of through YouTube, watching YouTube videos. And then, of course, when kids uh, consume copious amounts of that type of material, they think, oh, I want to create my own YouTube channel. And so I thought, well, I'll indulge this fantasy for a little bit. And so my son and my daughter were filming themselves roller skate. Here's how you do it. Here's a tutorial. But I noticed instantly that they were adopting a type of internet speak. And I put a stop to it right away. I mean, away. they were like, videoing okay, each other. Here's how you strap these things on. And, hit, and I'm like, I'm not oh, going to no, let no. this type of thing alter the way you talk permanently. We're, we're going to put a stop to this right away. Uh, we do have an interpretation for what Biden says here. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> so what are we saying he's saying there? I thought he said, don't mess with middle America yeah. unless you want to get the benefit. I, I thought it was middle America. Valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. But 310 points out he's saying don't mess with the women of America, which is a little more consistent because he was there denouncing the restriction of women's health care uh, and all that. And the what's funny, the, the brilliant thing that Biden and certainly Kamala Harris don't get is that <clears throat> um, we don't have a national you know, plebiscite to elect a president. It's state by state. And so if you want abortion to be returned to Idaho, you're not going to be voting for Trump. And people like you are not going to be winning Idaho. The people that agree with abortion as an issue going back to the state of Idaho are going to win the state of Idaho for Trump. Um, it's not like the West, you know, and Republicans have no hope of winning uh, California um, because California, when, when the issues returned to California, they doubled down on the like forced abortion for Gavin, you know, act or whatever. So it is it's it's dumb because it doesn't recognize that the issue is now back down at the level where we elect presidents. And it's it's it really reflects a, a lack of strategy to first of all have this old man up there having to read a script. And I didn't. Well, in the video, is he looking at a uh, at a teleprompter when he says the middle America? Donald Trump, a valuable lesson: don't mess with the middle America unless you want to get the benefit. I wonder in his head, is he saying true international pressure or or what? Anyway. I mean, how does that come out um, in 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 uh, the the in the addled eighty one year old's uh, head? Did he disenunciate that? It all just kind of runs together. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international true international pressure. Two five three says the appeal of wrestling is its absurdity. I'm missing that. I I like a good irony. Were you not a Hulkamaniac growing mm. up? I got the shtick. <laughs> the ripping of the T-shirt. That's not a real shirt. Yeah. It's not made the way mine is. And, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I get The Rock. I, I think he's a brilliant uh, businessman, but he is a product. The Rock is going to whoop your candy ass. And when people are, are like, oh, you should run for president. I don't know what the guy's like when the camera's off. Mm -hmm. He might be a total idiot or a jackass. He's very good at being him. 
Uh, and he said something really interesting yesterday when they put the, the, the parent company of WWE is TKO, and they're on the uh, New York Stock Exchange now. And so The Rock, not A-Rock, but The Actual Rock, different article got to ring the bell for the New York Stock Exchange. He said something to the Fox business guy that he said, um, greatest thing that ever happened to me was not making the NFL because he played football in Miami and the whole thing. Uh, and he was cut and he had to reinvent himself. And his dad, you know, was a wrestler and, his, you know, he learned the game and the whole thing. And I mean, pretty good fallback, I got to say, because he would have been a kind of a trivia question, like uh, who was second in New Hampshire? Uh, had he made it in the NFL? It, it, it seems unlikely. And, and, and he says that himself, that he lacked the 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 drive that he kind of he he went to Miami and played football just because well what else we know what else are you gonna do uh, or something you know I mean you, I, he's he was gifted with a six foot five physique you know and a father who was committed to fitness and and the whole thing so it, it's almost like it happened too easily for him I think the appeal of the world wrestling entertainment. And one of the reasons they signed a multi-billion dollar contract with Netflix is the same appeal that modern politics has for a lot of people. And that is it's a spectacle. You don't know what's going to happen next. I know. It's, part of you feels like you're watching a train wreck. You can't take your eyes away from it. And, you know, it's lasted a long time now, 30, 40 years. I, I, I do remember Jimmy Superfly Snuka. That was a big, big local favorite. My era was Tatanka, uh, Yokozuna was big, The Undertaker, Jake the Snake. But again, the the peak of my wrestling fascination was age 8 to 11, probably. I used to work with a guy. We did a morning show. He was fascinated by wrestling. We did a phone interview with The Undertaker, and he kept doing that voice. And I, I, would just, I was over it. Um, and I said to, to my Partner Charlie, you you take it. I don't. There, I have nothing this for this. I got nothing for this guy. I was just in the background going, oh, pff, please. And I'm, I'm getting the Undertaker to go. Oh, I don't like that guy's sound or whatever. I'm like, whatever. Fake voice, death wrestler guy. The Rock is gonna whoop your candy. Ass. So I mean, I, I I you know, it's it's choreographed. Then and then the one time that what's his name, Richard Belzer, the comic detective from what was the the tv show he was the the baltimore based the wire yeah no 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 it was a long long time running uh, nbc uh, cop procedural anyway richard belzer you don't know if you saw him he called hulk hogan out on his show and hulk hogan put him in a sleeper hold and then dropped him and it was, and he got sued i mean he basically you know paid for richard belzer's life cuz so like he could he could bully a weak uh, comic talk show host or something, but he couldn't really actually wrestle. But that that uh, was a Rocky Four where uh, where Rocky f fights Hulk Hogan. Oh, he he gosh, boxes think, Hulk Hogan. That's Rocky Three, is it? I can't I often Isn't confuse Mr. my Isn't Mr. T in that? Clubber mm, Lang. I think that was the third one. I forget. I get. I often. I'm still writing Rocky on my checks on Rocky Four, But anyway, uh, okay, so when we come back, Oregon facing rampant public drug use, lawmakers backpedal on pioneer, pioneering decriminalization law. So I always say you got to hit bottom. It looks like Oregon has finally hit bottom. Uh, I, I, I rather think we have a little more common sense up here, but 
And so we don't have to hit that bottom. I think skeleton, skeleton and tent, that, that's one bottom. Uh, and <clears throat> fentanyl addict um, responsible for uh, giving an, his infant son back uh, to raise. That's, an, uh, that's another bottom. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to that. And I think I, I got to say, I would be far less cynical if in politics I could be promised uh, this confrontation. The Rock is going to whoop your candy ass. Um, but I don't think uh, we're, Biden would slur all that uh, together. Back in a second. And to check in local news and more stuff, uh, the latest out of the Red Sea and the war that America's in slash not in. And uh, the first uh, homicide in Seattle, a 14-year-old boy uh, yesterday in uh, West Seattle. Uh, that and more coming up. And AM770 KTTH.